Watch Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, excited to be joined by Nikki Collin, Baylor women's basketball coach, and I've been kind of following. I mean, the uh, team's been doing some interesting things this summer. The transfers, I saw some something on social media. They announced it all kind of using an iPhone or something, uh, kind of a neat little graphic. And it got me excited. And, uh, and then I saw this showcase the other day. Coach, it's, uh, it's getting closer to time. I know it's already time for you, uh, but I'm, I was just very excited to see this uh, showcase, the Gulf, case show, Gulf Coast Showcase. How are you doing? It's, uh, it's good to be visiting with you again. Yeah, let, let's be honest here, Matt. Like, you, you've missed me. You found a reason to get me back on your show because you missed me. So, yep, let's, let's use the excuse. Let's use the excuse as the roster announcement or things like that. But anyway, I've been good. Happy, happy to connect for sure about all things uh, Baylor women's basketball. Yeah, I've been even checking out. You got uh, the new freshmen ready to kind of see what's going on with them. But yeah, I just, I just, uh, I was ready. People were ready to hear from you. By the way, right here on ESP in Central <laughs> Texas. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I yeah. Know it's football season. We're all getting excited, you know, for the first football game. And but uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how um, quickly, like you know, when you start to see like a hundred days till your first game, and it's like, whoa, like mm. you know, here we go, here we go again. So so yeah, we've had a, we've had a good we've had a really good summer. Well, I saw some like rock climbing at one point. One of your players was uh, posting that, or maybe that was on your uh, uh, your handle there. Did you get involved in some of that? Do you do you uh, over there at the um, Slick? I believe they call it. They did not have that when I was at Baylor. They had a Russell Gym where we all fought for like two basketball courts, uh, and then the third was donated. Was uh, usually badminton. Took that over. Did you um, do you get involved in that kind of activity? Okay, it depends. I will say this. I think the rock climbing <laughs> stuff was a little more space-driven with our freshmen, like kind of like oh. a uh, get to know one another across the sports and, and right. kind of get to know campus. But um, we did a uh, ropes course and, uh, you know, last week. I guess it was only last week. And I am absolutely the first to – buckle in and and climb across whatever they ask me to climb across. I always say, like, I hate admitting this in some ways, but I'm just going to keep saying it. I'm, like, 47 going on 14. And at some <laughs> point, I'm not going to be able to do what I think I can do. But right now, it's still, like, and that was never more evident than anyone who saw that we had a um, softball team this summer, and we were the champions of the rec league here oh, in Waco. Yeah, yeah. But you know, my assistant, first pitch, first game, towards Achilles. So you know, <laughs> when you get to this age, I know there are uh, you, you, you kind of endanger yourself doing some simple things. But I'd like to believe I'm 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 invincible. But I will say, him wheeling around, you know, for for a month had me kind of. Uh, gingerly rounding second base, you know, and making sure that I could, I could coast into third or, you know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you just kind of got to make those decisions, but yeah, I'm, I'm always in the middle of everything. If we're playing volleyball as a team, I'm in the middle of that. Like, so I, I rarely am on the sidelines. It seems like you would either play the hot corner or shortstop. Where do you, where do you generally, uh, when you take the field in that, uh, 
in that community softball league you're in? Where do you where are you positioned? I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed with that. So I was a shortstop my whole career, like little league on up. Um, but I did play the hot corner um, for my team this summer. So you know, I I, I was over there at third. I will I won't say I played as shallow as you know. The Baylor women's team is going to play here. You know, I, I'm a little more fearful of, of bones in my face at this point. But, you know, also people don't run quite as fast in the rec league, so you got a little more time. So, um, you know, no one's allowed to slap or bunt. So you, the, the hot corner is like kind of a different place. But, uh, yeah, that's where I, you know, and I and I hit in the three hole. So, obviously, Ooh, I can swing a decent wow. bat, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, in softball, you got to be able to place it, though. It's not just I, – I have no doubt you can hit frozen ropes, but you also kind of need to have some placement. So hopefully uh, – yeah, you got to pick out the weak, weak links out there, too, you know, in these, these rec games. you got you got to not just figure out uh, where the holes are, but you got to figure out who, who who's a hole, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Talking to – Nikki Collin, uh, softball player extraordinaire on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. By the way, the uh, NIL marketplace, that news came out while I was out at Cowboys Camp in Oxnard, California. That was kind of interesting. A a couple of different uh, uh, chances for your student athletes. Now, I got to ask you, who is the who on this team? I mean, you don't have a lot of shrinking violets. Um, and I mean, I, boy, there are players in the past that would have been great at this NIL. I'm thinking of a certain point guard a few years ago, uh, who has, uh, has likes fashion a whole lot. Is there, is there a player on your current roster that, that has sort of taken the lead in the NIL space? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt. Like Jaden Owens kind of owns the space. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's. You know, in all honesty, like, you know, we're seeing different components of NIL and it looks different, you know, everywhere in the country. And, you know, uh, but but I do think in in terms of what the the rule is intended, you know, for players to truly um, benefit from their name, image and likeness, she certainly, you know, kind of is playing the game the way that it, you know, probably was intended. Um, You know, Jaden, somebody that kind of went viral on social you know, as a high schooler. And so, you know, because of her social media following, um, she has great value in terms of, you know, products and, um, you know, and so it's, she, she definitely um, for us, you know, and I I think we've got other players like truly growing in that space. Um, But, but I would say Jaden's definitely taking the lead um, in, in a lot of those areas. All right. What did you think Nikki about this, um, the, we'll start. I, I, the Gulf Coast Showcase got me excited the other day, but but it just I just was thinking about it. That Coast to Coast Challenge is uh, that's going to be very cool because that's going to be up in the Metroplex, prime recruiting territory for you. And the men and women get to participate in that particular showcase together. I mean, that, you've been doing this a long time. That's somewhat rare when there's an event like that in a major city that includes the men's and women's team. Baylor obviously traditionally has great uh, men's and women's uh, basketball. How excited are you about that one as the uh, women take on Arizona? You could have picked an easier uh, team than that, but that'll be uh, December 18th at 6.30, and uh, and that'll be uh, – I guess that's at the – is that the American Airlines American Center? American Airlines, yeah. Okay, but, okay. You know. You know, what's really cool about that is that 
you know, for us, that whole thing simply started um, as a chance to play a high-quality opponent on a neutral site, you know, in, in, a, in the American Airlines arena, close enough for our fans to drive up, um, you know, but just kind of a, a unique game that way. And it morphed into this. It did not start as anything with our men. I think that that kind of evolved over time. When we first said yes to it, it was us playing Arizona um, at American Airlines Arena. And so, you know, it's kind of – it's it's really been a cool thing to see not just – um, you know, the men and, and really that kind of evening, but like for, for fans to make it a day, um, you know, and, and, and obviously supporting our, our, uh, our, our fellow big 12 members, you know, in the morning. But I think just for, for Baylor basketball fans um, to, to watch us in prime time and a really cool arena and see both teams, you know, I'm just, I'm just hopeful that, you know, we really can draw well for that um, and, and make it a great experience for both teams. Yeah, I was checking. I think the Cowboys are playing that day, and uh, it maybe even – I was trying to remember if they were in town or not, so I was, I was wondering how that would impact things, uh, mainly just about myself. Like, how would I get over there? I was going to say, because surely, <laughs> surely, you know, when given the option – <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Cowboy fans are uh-huh. are, are pretty rabid, you know. Like, and yeah. so I, I get that, you know. And then I think the Gulf Coast Showcase, um, you know, it's kind of fun about that. The last time um, I was living in Fort Myers, I think coaching at the time with the Connecticut Sun, and actually watched uh, that event, and it was Kalani and Beatrice's freshman year here at Baylor. And I remember scouting that event, um, you know, for the Connecticut Sun because it was local. And they've just always done such a good job of getting good teams. It's a great environment. It's close enough, you know, staying within the country, but still getting kind of that tropical feel, getting good games, great resort, uh, water slides, nice pool. You know, I mean, it, it just kind of it's not Cancun. You're not leaving the country, but you you get some of the same um feeling you know of like truly getting away and and playing you know against great competition and and I don't know if people realize how good that field actually is like even if it's not all the traditional powers obviously our fans at this point know Michigan and and you know a Georgia Tech but the success that South Florida's had in the American you know Belmont had Tennessee beat and lost in overtime in the NCAA tournament last year Villanova uh, was was in the NCAA tournament a year ago and, um, you know, just has everybody back, you know, including a player who's probably Maddie Segris is, is one of the best, you know, probably 25 players in the country that you maybe have never heard of and, you know, just made our three-on-three USA team. So really good talent, team talent, individual talent, um, you know, on paper. You might not realize how good it is, but I think when it comes to – you know, I know we, we don't talk about RPI anymore, um, you know, but, you know, from a net perspective and just from a quality opponent perspective, it's going to be a really, really big early season test for us coming on the heels of, of playing Maryland. So, you know, a lot, a lot of good early tests for us. Yeah, I would say so. And uh, it'll, it'll um, have you ready for conference for sure. 
What about the uh, Nikki the the transfers so much? Uh, and we did get to talk about that when some of that was happening, and, and some very well publicized. Uh, I mean, you you got a couple of folks that are coming in that have put up tremendous numbers elsewhere. What? How is that? How's the team coming together? And I mean, obviously the rest of the students will arrive soon, but it. it uh, Generally, you get all your players back on campus a little early. How's the how's the bonding going, and and uh, how how's the how's the team makeup uh, uh, look at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think the beauty of summer and women's basketball is that we've had them all here. You know, we've had them mm-hmm. all here since June second. In fact, we still have a wow. few um, finishing summer school this week. Some of them left because we were done with our eight hour or eight weeks of basketball at the end of last week. So it was our last week of basketball this week. They're finishing up, you know, uh, the second summer session. Um, so we, we've had them all summer. I mean, we had a little COVID pause, um, as a lot of people did, uh, this summer, um, but it was short and, uh, you know, I mean, it, a lot of it is evaluation. Like I tried to try, tried to tell the team, um, last week, like, Hey, like you're not winning a starting spot in August, you know, you're not winning a starting spot in July. Like you're, if you're trying to figure out what I'm going to do, like you, you need to stop, you know, using your brain power on that because (laughs) ultimately like to me, you know, I say last year, our team was so talented, um, but we were so limited just in terms of total numbers as well as position versatility. I mean, when you walked into our gym you knew if you were five, seven and below, you were a guard and you were going to the garden. And if you were six foot and above, you know, you, you were, you were at the post end. And we have way more uh, versatility and swing players in in Asia and Kat and Dariana and Bella. And, and so we, we are kind of in a valuation phase right now. Like, and I told them like, Hey, I'm not putting any guardrails on anybody yet. You know, I'm, I'm, you're showing me this summer what you can do and quite frankly, what you can't do yet. And it doesn't mean we won't get you to the point where there are certain things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we're determining right now, like what direction to go. And, and I'm just not the coach that plugs and plays, you know? And, and by that, I mean, you know, I don't look at this team and say, okay, we lost Melissa Smith. Who's going to be Melissa Smith? Like, who am I going to run those plays for? No, I'm going to look at this roster every roster is slightly unique and you're looking at it and saying, how do I take advantage of Asia? If I play her at the three, how do I take advantage of her? You know, if I play her at the four, how do I take advantage of her? Is bugs better at the four or the three, you know, does, does Bella's strength as a shooter? Like I'm looking at all the opportunities right now um, that are there. And then, then I'll put guardrails on, you know, and I told them, I said, Hey, that first time we went five on five, I said, it was a hot mess because I didn't tell you like, Hey, you have to outlet the ball to Sarah and this team, you got to outlet the ball to Jana. I didn't tell you guys that. So everyone in who was wearing a Jersey today decided they were going to bring the ball down the floor and it was mass chaos. So what did I do the next five minutes? I said, all right, this team, y'all got to, you got to outlet the ball, you know, because what you're, you're trying to figure out is, okay, it doesn't mean that I'm never going to let Dre Edwards bring the ball down the floor. But there'll be a plan when she does. Hey, if Dre's bringing it down, we're five out. Mm-hmm. She's dribbling into the next action. And this is how we play from that. And so, you know, the fun part about, to me, every year being slightly different is you're looking at what combinations do we have? How do I utilize these guys? Because to me, it's always, it's always a chessboard and how you move the pieces and how you get the most out of them. And so, 
you know, I mean, there will be certain things that our fans are going to be like, yep, they did that last year. There will Mm -hmm. be certain things that we always do the same and how we compete and how we want to play in transition and those things. But then each team will be slightly different in what their strengths and weaknesses are and how, how we do things. Like we couldn't switch screens last year. Now we could switch one through five with certain lineups, you know, so it, it just changes the dynamic a little bit. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's just not one size fits all. So for me, the summer's all about like just feeling them out, seeing what their personalities are, seeing how, you know, you, how they react when you speak to them certain ways so that, you know, like, this is what you can say. This is what you shouldn't say this, you know, this motivates a kid, this scares a kid, you know, like this kid needs more pats on the back, you know? And so they, they start to show their colors, you know, in the summer. And, and so that's how I look at it as just kind of an open playground for me to, to watch and observe and, and, and see what they're best at. Well, you brought up Bella, the uh, Fauntleroy, the uh, 6'2 guard, uh, Dariana Bugs, uh, Little Page uh, Bugs, I should say. I mean, these are, the, like you said, this is not a, okay, you're, you're going down to the post. These are people that are, have been perimeter players, can handle the basketball. I do think it makes you more versatile. So there's not a thought where, hey, you're a freshman. We, we're hoping to redshirt you or something like this. It really sounds like to you, if you can help us, we'll throw you in there and help you in, and let you help us immediately. Because, I mean, I, I have seen coaches that, that really, really don't want to play freshman um in in women's college basketball Uh, but it does not really seem like that's your mo no no if you can play look i think i think sometimes i think right now there's no question whether it's a transfer for us or whether it's a freshman for us if you look at our five returners whether they were starters whether they were spot players um you know they're ahead right now they're just ahead because they've heard me say things before you know i mean there are there is certain terminology we use, certain, you know, uh, you know, ways that we do things, ways that I want to accomplish things that they just have a leg up, you know, and that's the value of, of being um, a, a veteran or an upperclassman or, you know, someone who's simply been in the system before, you know, but to me, those are guys that have to be leaders. They have to help bring everybody else along, whether they're a transfer, whether they're a freshman, And, you know, I'm not going to walk into any situation unless the kid were injured and I didn't think like, hey, they could get back in time and I don't want them to lose this year. I'm never going to walk into a situation and think that until I see how things play out, you know, and I don't think there's anybody that we signed that sits in that position where they couldn't play valuable minutes, you know, And, and certainly it's going to be a different kind of year when you're on a roster with eight people, you know, everyone was playing last year, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's probably easier than to keep everybody happy. I mean, there's probably a reason why we had no one going to the portal. Like, yes, I'd like to believe I treat people the right way, but I also Mm -hmm. think that, um, you know, we didn't have that many people coming back. Um, and most of them who did had played significant minutes. And so because of that, you know, with, with the transfer portal, the way it is, um, I don't think there's a lot of kids that want to sit and, you know, and so it's a little bit about just figuring out how to um, put the best lineup we can on the floor, you know, which could mean, you know, different starting lineups based on teams. I'm just, you know, I, I'm I'm not married to one way of thinking. It's just not how I am. I like to grow 
you know, kind of with a roster, with a team, um, you know, and do what's best. And so, you know, we may have, you know, pretty much stayed with the same starting lineup the entire season last year. And that may be very different this year, you know, and I, I also, though, am not the type that likes to yank kids around and use the starting lineup for motivation. You know, it's, it's, Mm-hmm. And and so that's not that's not me either. Like I don't want kids questioning what their role is. I don't, you know, I want them to be confident and comfortable. And but but there's certainly going to be a point where I'm probably not going to play 13 players. I mean, nobody does. And so you know, the, some of those roles will evolve and change over the course of the season. And you know, but but eventually, you know, the cream rises to the top and. You know, you you put the team out on the floor that gives you the best chance to win. And so, you know, there's there's still a lot to figure out, but there's a lot of great great players on this team, a, a lot of players that people are going to be excited to see, um, you know, kind of what they can do and when they can do it. And you know, I haven't, I certainly haven't been disappointed in the decisions we've made in terms of whether it's you know high school kids that we signed or or transfers. I think, um, you know, we we signed some players that that, you know, can help us continue to win and win at the level that we've been winning at. But, you know, I, I don't know if, if everyone understands just how good the Big 12 is. And, you know, when you think about, you know, it, it having the best season in Big 12 history this past year, like across the board and Oklahoma returning everyone, including two fifth-year seniors and, and Kansas returning everyone after kind of having a breakthrough year and Iowa State returning everyone and, you know, Ashley Jones coming back for her fifth year. And, you know, so you just have all these teams that had had significant success last year, um, you know, that return everybody. So, it, you know, it's certainly, it's certainly not going to be a cakewalk to go get, you know, championship 13 in a row next year. No, no, but you don't have, you know, you won't have a situation where people will need to conserve energy. You know, like on on the defensive end they or anything like that. They certainly shouldn't. There are no excuses <laughs> for that. That is that is true. I, I will make sure that that we don't. You know, because we talked like you know we have certain players that we called conservation lizards. Like they have the ability to kind of you know. And uh, so yeah, I mean, I, you're you're one hundred percent on that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, talking to Nikki Collin, her proud return to the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You know, this what you've said recently, you've really been speaking up a lot for Brittany Griner. I know you didn't coach her, but you coached against her in the WNBA. You obviously knew a lot about her when she played at Baylor. Um, is uh, is that just something that you has been on your heart and it, it, where you are now, do you feel like that platform, hey, I, th- I need to do everything I can to, to show my support because uh, it, it really does seem like that's, you know, you've even, I mean, obviously you've been supportive the whole time, but, uh, but you, you know, you've been vocal and obviously not everybody has been. Yeah, and I, I know um, it's controversial. I get that. I'm I'm more about the heart of people, um, you know, and and being you know not judged by every mistake I've made because I've made my fair share, and certainly some of them haven't, you know, been out in the public eye um, as this is, and and certainly it's not me suggesting that, you know, I'm I'm for marijuana or I'm you know like it's it's just to me it's a humanitarian thing. It's this is a person that that's, you know, a sister, uh, a daughter, a mother, uh, a spouse, you know, I mean, she, 
and she's one of ours. Like she was so instrumental in Baylor's success, but you know, it, it wouldn't matter if it wasn't a Baylor player. I don't think I would feel differently. I mean, I coached in a league um, and, you know, if there's one thing I learned coaching in the W and, and, and certainly people can disagree with me. It's fine. Like I am, but I, but I think that that league is such a sisterhood, you know, it's a league of 144. It's not even that with the new CBA, you do know people, you don't spend a summer in the bubble, even if Griner left the bubble early, like you're around them every day. Um, you know, you, you, you get to know people. And, you know, when I got this job, Brittany was one of the first people to reach out to me excited. I had spoken to her agent about getting her back here and, um, you know, even even when this first happened and she was detained over there, my first reaction was to reach out to her agent. Hey, what can I do? How can I help? And at that point, it was like, we're all staying quiet. We're not doing anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so I was super proud of Baylor for, you know, posting about Brittany like I, I was like and um, because I feel like if that was, if that was my sister, if that was, you know, my friend, if that was, you know, I, I might, I might feel a little differently. And so to me, um, regardless of, of beliefs about what people should and shouldn't do or, or following laws, I I don't think I'm out there promoting that people should be able to break laws. Um, you know, I just, I just care about people. That's where my heart is. I, I, I truly do, um, believe in grace. And, and so, you know, that, that's just, that's me. And, um, it doesn't mean that other people's opinion don't have value or mean just as much, but, um, that's just how I feel. And I'm not afraid to share that because people know, um, I think people know that about me. I care about people and I just can't imagine how it would, how it would feel, um, if that was, you know, one of my loved ones that had been detained, um, in Russia this long and, Mm -hmm. you know, say what you want about her pleading guilty. Like, I mean, we, we all know court systems are, are, are different and, you know, we don't know her story. No one, no one knows the story. No one knows how much of it was political and how much of it was real. Like we just don't know. So I just like to believe in who Brittany is. And so that, that's just, that's my take. Well, I appreciate it, and I and I think it is uh, it is great. And uh, you have a platform that's where she played college basketball, and I think it's important that we stand with her. And it's a complicated, never, you know, th- things aren't always bl- you know black and white in life. And um, the, you know, it's it's. Uh, but I I agree with you. It's uh, no matter what she did, uh, she she needs to be home. And it's it's and it, but you know, it's just the timing on it was so awful. Obviously, with everything going on between the countries and what's going on with Ukraine. So anyway, uh, it'll be uh, it'll be so exciting to look forward to one day Brittany being back on campus at the Farrell Center or maybe the new pavilion uh, and uh, celebrating her. And I know we'll all look forward to that. Is your new um, puppy doing OK? It seems like uh, seems like actually the puppy has uh, received as as much notoriety as attention as really anybody on campus is uh is is uh, is the pup doing Scout okay? Scout is more popular than me. I'm okay with that. He's cuter. Um, Scout is about, you know, five times as big as when I, you know, picked him up. You know, uh, he turned five months this week. So, mm. but yeah, he's laying at my feet right now. He's the office dog, and um, 
loves loves the pool and seems to love Texas, but not the heat. So, you know, when it decides to cool down, I think he'll he'll be uh, a happy dog, and and we'll all be happier as well. All right, I, I've seen Scout at practices, and he's been out there. It's a uh, it's a very uh, people really do like the. And by the way, there's a Scout that lives at my house. Scout, okay. the long-haired dachshund, uh, has been involved here for about eight years. All right, so okay, we have our very own. Very good. I didn't know I stole your name. I'm sorry about that, but <laughs> I, I promise right. you, he's a good like like uh, representative of the name. Uh-huh. So you know. You know how, like, yeah. you don't want to name your kids when you're like, yeah, that name, I remember someone that's, you know. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. sorry for stealing your name, though. But I, no, I like I, it. it. It suits him, so. Yeah, and there's just something about the, yeah, it's a fun name, and it, and, uh, it even goes back. You said it's a literary type name. If you think about Harper Lee and and some of that, not to get too far into that, but uh, Scout is a uh, is a very strong name. All right. Well, hey, it was fun catching up with you. And uh, enjoy the um, if you are there in Central Texas, which it sounds like you are right now. Enjoy the rare rain that has come through. I know there's a lot of excitement around that. And uh, thank you for uh, spending some time with us today. Absolutely. Good to talk to you, Matt. Yep, you bet. There she goes. Nikki Collin, the uh, coach of Baylor women's basketball. I've had fun kind of tracking some things on social media and watching the team uh, as it uh, grows. And uh, we'll be uh, we've got uh, we'll do some campus confidential, by the way, at 520 today because we've got a big uh, we got a big Baylor. Uh, we got another some more Baylor talk coming up at five o'clock with the Baylor men's associate head coach. Uh, Alvin Brooks the third, but next we'll get you caught up on a couple of Cowboys items. That is next. <laughs> 